Welcome to Totally Aimless. This is the podcast that is, well, aimless. And um, you don't know what I will be talking about each podcast, although you kind of do, um, at least for the, the first couple, because we are still on the Gospel of John. I'm trying to get through this book. Um, if you listen to the other podcasts, you know that I've been reading it um, because of a prayer that I got at church um, from a lady, and she gave me a book and told me I should read it and see what stands out. So that's what I'm doing. Um, I left, I kind of cut off the other podcast because um, I got distracted. So sorry about that. We will continue. I am in John 4, verse 21. And just as a refresher, um, this little booklet that I have has three ways of determining, um, of distinguishing the text. So it's kind of a reader's guide. Let me get to that page. Okay, so the markings in this book, italics, um, basically the goodness of God, of Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. Um, boldface, okay, whoops, sorry, okay, italics, italic verses affirm the character and identity of Jesus Christ, the boldface verses ascend the good news of God's forgiveness and the gift of eternal life, the underlined verses point the way to Christian living and growth. Um, that's the one I'm kind of focusing on right now, is the underlined verses. Okay. So now we are going to John 4, chapter 4, verse 21. And this is an underlined verse. Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman. And by the way, just as a a quick, um, in case you didn't read the other podcast, I am talking about the Samaritan woman. Um, Jesus went to... Uh, Samaria, I believe, and on his way, he, he stopped in Samaria, or he's on his way to, here he on this way, up, so he, so he left Judea and returned to Galilee, he had to go through Samaria on the way, and that's where he stopped at Joseph's well, um, around noontime. He was the only one there at the well. The other disciples that he was traveling with went into a city to get food. And then a Samaritan woman um, came to fill some water. um, And she saw Jesus there. Um, Because he was a... um, Because he was a Jew and she's a Samaritan... Um, and he actually spoke to her. She was very confused because usually Jews don't speak to Samaritans. And he asked her for, um, for some water. And so it's kind of, she, so they kind of talk, so he also, they get in this conversation about water. And he tells her about living water, which is, 
um, what he's able to provide her if he were to follow him and um, in God, of course. Um, and so he's kind of explaining to her what living water is and she's kind of she's kind of confused and she's also asking him questions. The very last question she asks is, so tell me why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worshipped. So now this is the section that I um, have not read yet. And this is the underlying section. Uh, this is chapter 4, verse 21. Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain in Jer on Jerusalem or, or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one who... Oops, sorry. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him. For salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming, indeed, it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. And I italicized. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. And I italicized. Just then, his disciples came back. They were shocked to find him talking to a woman, but none of them had the nerve to ask, What do you want with her? Or why are you talking to her? The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village, telling everyone, Come and see a man who told me everything I did I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. But Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. Did someone bring him food while we were gone? The disciples asked each other. Then Jesus, Jesus explained, and this is underlined, My nourishment comes from doing the will of God, who sent me, and from finishing his work. You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. But I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid around the oops. The harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike. And, uh, and underline. You know the saying, one plants and another harvests. And it's true, I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others have already done the work, and now you will get to gather the harvest. And that's the end of, of that short story. Or, um, short, yeah, I guess. Okay, well, moving on to the next, the next, um, part, which is Many Samaritans Believe. Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus 
because the woman had said, He told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. And bold, then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the Savior of the world. <clears throat> so I'm going to try and make this one really pretty short. Um, because the previous podcast was already 11 minutes long and it's supposed to be combined with this one. So we started with chapter 3 which is um, starting with Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. Um, talks about how you can be born again, and Nicodemus seemed really confused <laughs> about, you know, you can't go back into your mother's womb and be born again. And he's being told humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So God is explaining to Nicodemus about a spiritual rebirth, not a human rebirth, and kind of explaining what he means by by being reborn again. Um, and then this is that was chapter three, which I. Uh, I so I don't want to rush through these verses, and really, I'm, I really want to think out loud at least a little bit, and I'm not really good at that, but I want to um, think a little bit more about this, because, and, and this, and maybe we can name the obvious, like, for people who don't know, um, when you follow God, and you Okay, so I guess it just depends on where you're at, but when you first learn about God, you hear about God, you read about God, you you pray to God, all these things start to come together. They're all kind of disjointed pieces of the puzzle, and when you start to connect everything together, um, you start to, to see things change and happen to you. Um, and it's, it changes you. And you do feel like you're being reborn because it changes you to almost like a new person. I know that sounds kind of weird, but it really is true. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would have to say eight years ago, I'm definitely not the same person I was uh, then, that I was away from God. Um, I would pray to him, but I would just pray for all the things I wanted. Like, I didn't pray for him to say, oh, God, thank you for this and thank you for that. And just, you know, or say, you know, you know, or any of that stuff. It was always, God, I need this. Or God, can I have this? Or God, you know? And then, so my prayer life, now it's completely different, even, so that's also contributes to, like, a 
like a rebirth also as well. But, um, yeah, because we cannot have a human rebirth here on Earth. So, and it doesn't, uh, kind of like what John talked about, actually, um, during Sunday service, um, he mentioned, well, I guess it doesn't really relate, but it's kind of interesting if you think about it. Um, like, we're, our soul is is part of us. And we don't lose a part of our soul if, like, our leg is cut off or two legs are cut off. Like, we don't lose our personality or our soul, like, who we are. We, we're missing a leg and a limb and stuff, but our soul is still in this body. Once the soul re is removed from this body, then the body decays quickly because there's no life in it anymore. There's no heartbeat. There's no, you know, life. There's no spirit. There's no soul. So um, it's really important to take care of uh, our spiritual selves because while our human selves matter, um, our spiritual selves are the ones that live on eternally. And so this spiritual rebirth that we have, because before we are reborn, we are doing things that are not of God, usually. We're not following God. We're kind of doing what we think we should be doing or what we want to do. We, um, you know, we think we know what's best for our life. Um, so this is why God it had to explain it to Nicodemus that um, about a rebirth because we all need to know that that there's a spiritual rebirth that happens when you follow Jesus that needs to happen um, and that is amazing when it happens actually um, I keep feeling like there's parts of me that keeps changing and because of God like because I've been following Jesus because I've been reading his word, because I've been applying uh, things that, that I've read in my life, to my life. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely impacted my life in a positive way, and I feel like I'm being reborn, reborn. And at the same time, I still feel like, oh, there's still things that I need to work on. But that's why it's so important to to remember that our spirit our spirit our personality if you will um what the unseen part of us um spiritual wise is a really important really important thing to take care of and um yeah and then how do we do that well there's lots of ways to do that and it's a progress the process is not something that happens overnight, um, but if you stick with it, if you stick with prayer, if you even attempt to read the Bible, even if you read a verse, even if you read, um, or even if you watch a YouTube video where they're reading verses to you, or they're talking, or they say a verse, or you read a song with verses in it, or you, um, 
Yeah, I mean, or you go on Pinterest and you find a verse that you really like. Um, all those things contribute to getting closer and closer to God, even though those things may not seem like they are, because it's not the stereotypical, get your Bible out, get your highlighter, and read the Bible and, and paint a picture. Because those are things that some people can do, and it's very therapeutic, and it's really, like, it's good for them. Some people can do that, and it works for them. Other people require, like, bullet journals where they write out a verse, and they kind of write out things that stood out to them, and that kind of thing. Or I like to pin on Pinterest or um, love YouTube channels with uh, churches, talk shows that I watch, that kind of thing. So all of those little things that we think don't really qualify as reading the Bible, it really is. Songs, you know, all these things add up and they slowly start to change and re make you reborn again spiritually. Of course, you definitely want to find a church and get in community with other people because that is also life-changing and where you can be open and honest with people. Because um, that really, being in community and then being able to be a servant of God is also, I think it's rewarding, um, number one, but also helps you... Um, I don't know, realize or bring to life God's love. And, yeah, so there's there's lots of good information, lots of good things there. Um, what else is there? So that was one story. And then we heard about John the Baptist exalts Jesus. So he exalts Jesus to say, you know, we have to give all the glory to God. While we would love to have the glory and say, oh, you know, so for, for John, this story, just to, rem just to remind you, is um, when he was baptizing in, I believe, I don't remember, the Jordan River. Okay, I thought it was the Jordan River. Yeah, so this is where that conflict came into play with the other, um, with the ceremonies, with the, um, baptizing ceremonies um, and his followers came to him and said hey you know the, the guy that you called Messiah is having more people are going to him for to get baptized than you and stuff and John the Baptist is like that's great I mean that's that's I'm not the Messiah he is and I'm happy to be his bride, what is this, his uh, groomsman? How do you say it? It is the bridegroom who marries the bride, but the, and the best man is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. So he, he's the best man, but he's, but Jesus is the groomsman. So he wants to make sure he understands his, those, his followers and stuff understands that like, look, this is not this is not, um, I'm not the Messiah, so just make sure you get it straight, like, you gotta follow him, we all need to follow him, I'm here to do his work for him, or help him do his work for him, but I'm not here as the Messiah, and you have to make that clear, and, um, 
because it was a little confusing, I guess, because he was baptizing, and so he, they're just, and so he just straightened it out for them. Um, but it's a good point to remember that we give all, God all the glory, because I think sometimes um, we can have a tendency to be like, this happened, or that happened, and I know I certainly have been like, this has happened, and, but, I, and I forget to, like, say, oh, but God did this, and I, I think I'm way better at it now, but before I wasn't, just, I am great, I think I'm way better at it now, I just think, oh, thank you, thank you, God, and I think about all the things that I, that he does for me, and I'm like, I know that was, thank you so much, and God, you know, I have to give all the glory to God, um, because he has got me the job, he's got me the apartment, he got me the food, he got me all these things, and I just want to be sure I remember that, because it's not me at all, with, you know, it's all, it's all God, and then we go to the last story, which was, um, Jesus and the Samaritan woman, um, So, oh, okay, also with the previous, John the Baptist exalts Jesus, it's the famous, uh, he must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. And that's a very good point to make, is that we have to remember that we have to become less and less, and God has to be greater and greater in our lives. And so it's kind of, there's this thing of die to self, is another saying that we hear pretty often in the, uh, religious, I say religious, I'm not, I don't really like religion, but like in the Christian community or just, yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, because dying to self means that you, you, you're not losing your identity, but you're you're making sure that you don't take take over the identity of Jesus, I guess, or, and God, because you're because that's a hardy. Um, but yeah, I think making sure everyone knows that your identity and the things that you do and the blessings that have come are all led and done by Jesus. In a nutshell, that's how it is. Okay, now we can go to the other story, which is Jesus and the Samaritan woman. So this is interesting because um, living water, <laughs> living water and actual water. Okay, so what's, what's the difference? Living water, obviously, we know it's water, it's physical, it's something we can hold, it's something we can go and get and know where to find and go get it, you know, drink the water and actually physically um, provide nourishment, if you will, to our physical bodies, the human part of us. But where he's talking about the living water, he's talking about spiritual again. So I think Jesus, you know, he tends to talk, obviously he's there to talk about the spiritual because the spiritual is the one who lives eternally and he wants to make sure that we are eternally in a direction, we are going in the direction of, um, to live eternally with God and not somewhere else. Um, so his 
mission is to make sure that he focuses and lets people know about the spiritual side of people. Because if not, then how would people know? So that was a good opportunity for him to um, talk to the woman about living water and, um, and the different things. So he also kind of explained or kind of revealed to her that he knew how many husbands she had and um, that she was not married and all of those things, and she ran to, so that people from the city, from the town, um, could come and see him, and he stayed two days, and um, had more people experience, I guess, his presence and his um, witnessing, I guess you could say. He stayed there because they asked him if he would stay. Um, yeah, so it says here, for God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth, and we must remember that, um, what the truth is. And we must remember spiritually um, the importance of being spiritual. And then Jesus explained, My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. So Jesus is right there telling everyone that his nourishment comes from doing the will of God. So he was on earth at that time to do the will of God and to finish his work that was has been laid upon him. He says, you know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. But I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike? You know the saying, one plants and another harvests. And it's true, I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work, and now you will get to gather the harvest. Okay, um... So, it says, you know the saying, one plants, another harvests. I can see that. So, we have, if we're being spiritual and we're, uh, so we can plant good um, seeds, I guess, to people and, like, hopefully, yeah, plant good seeds in people about God's truth and, um, Jesus, good news, and then another one harvest, and it's like there are other people who are there who are cultivating um, those um, 
there's people who are still, I don't know, I guess harvesters could be considered pastors, right? I mean, maybe just the people who attend church could even could be called planters and then harvesters. Or it could be the other way around. could be the pastors being planters and the harvesters being the church congregation or just people who have heard the word. I don't know. Um, but it's interesting. So there you go. And then um, it says, I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work, and now you will get the har- to gather the harvest. See, now I'm wondering if this is literal. <laughs> I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work, and now you will get to gather the harvest. Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure about that one. Very confused. I mean, because... If we're talking literal, well then, God put her in a place where she didn't have to do very much hard work. And she's good. Right? I mean, because that's what that means. Uh, Others had already done the work, and now you get to gather the harvest. It's like, okay, I put you in a place where most of the work was done for you because I love you, and I wanted to put you somewhere where to lessen the hardships. Maybe that's what it means. Maybe it's talking about like here. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. That can be interpreted so many ways. It can be literal or it could be, who knows? Because I, yeah, I'm definitely confused. But I guess it's whatever. I guess God is speaking to me in the moment. But I'll have to read and, and let that sink in a little bit. And of course, reread this and listen to this podcast again. So that was a really long one. I meant to make this really short. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. If you listened um, all the way and um, tune in to the next next podcast, um, we'll be continuing with chapter four. There are um, like one more story. And then we'll be in chapter 5 of John. Alright, so thank you so much and have a good night. Talk to you later.